fucking wave and he whips out the fucking spear yeah. like he's getting stabbed. I'm like, dude, this shit is not taking itself seriously at all. And I love it. Well, what's going on, everybody? This is the Iron Man podcast episode 18. So we're back here again. Uh, another morning show. We usually kind of do this as a bonus episode for you guys. And like I promised you guys last week, we were going to be going over very popular BVS um hate videos as the Zack Snyder cult calls them actually so uh before I watched before we watch these videos uh, as a full disclaimer uh none of these videos influence my opinion actually I was surprised that we had very similar views anyway amongst when I was watching these videos back in the day anyway because I was around for the creation of this stuff anyway so I know all the narratives and stuff anyway you know it's just there's a lot of nuance when it comes to a lot of this stuff and Random YouTuber opinions don't affect my opinion. You just have to obviously, um, you know, when you see something and you have similar thoughts, people are going to probably agree with you too. Like, you know, it's not what people think. It's more like, hey, if I don't think this is good, there's a chance other people don't think this is good either. It's just all depends on can I flesh them out. Like, when, uh, if, if was, it, um, was it Sunday or Saturday? Or was it Monday stream? On Monday stream, I remember... Like, I remember saying that I didn't really care for Logan all that much. Not saying Logan was a bad movie. I just don't really get the love the movie yeah, gets. Just, I think it's just pretty. It's, it's not your kind of movie. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's a great movie for what it is. It's just one of those things where it's like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you really? Yeah. It's like, but I never, I don't hate the movie. I think the movie's I don't know. I'm, well I'm kind of, I'm kind of starting to question the legitimacy after Dial after the the legitimacy of James Mangold after Dial of Dysentery. <laughs> well, it's one of those movies, like I mentioned, where I don't think. Okay, so like they did a they did a pretty good send off to like Wolverine and Professor X, but like throughout the movie, I was just extremely bored. If I'm being honest here, I didn't really feel like they did a send off that I was truly like hit hit with, you know. Like well, I was, it, it, it's you know, definitely it, it, well, it's definitely heavier on the on the character side of things and character development. It's you know, it's not a hundred miles an hour nonstop action. So, I mean, I get it. Hmm. Oh God! And oh, Night Sister Mary. As you guys know, Denver Superman was one of the most hyped up movies ever, ever. Honestly, uh, it had the same level of hype regarding. Um, you know, building up the superhero universe and everything. Like, if I sat here and explained everything to you guys, we'd, we'd be here just, you know, I'd be just pretty much giving you a history lesson, honestly. So I'm not really watching at even more at 9.30 in the yes. morning. Probably about even. Well, I had just as much hype like, as Civil War. Let's say, like, uh, in 20... When did No Way Home come out? 2021, oh. right? So, remember No Way Home had a lot of hype around it? Just that itself. Yeah. Take that... Now apply that to 2016 standards when the DCEU was just in Man of Steel. And this is when Marvel had just passed up Ant-Man, the first Ant-Man movie, actually. So I think, keep in mind, I think, the I think, hype surrounding um, this movie was absolutely insane to the point where, like, a lot of people were already predicting it was going to be one of the best movies ever made. It was obviously um, going to break the box office, which it did. It had a massive opening weekend, honestly. They even but, had a Turkish Airlines ad. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But, but I, rem I remember. I was there. The hype was definitely in the air. 
Yeah, for sure. Like, and you know, I always say that putting Batman in a Superman movie honestly could have worked. It's not the angle of Batman that never could have worked with the movie. It's the angle of them just not because at the end of the day, they, they wanted to be like the MCU. They really did. Oh, they wanted to have the success the box office the MCU had. The MCU had a lot of box office success back then. I, I mean, we're talking like the MCU yeah. was so loved back then to a point where like the Avengers, I, I remember watching the Avengers when it first came out. The Avengers at that moment in time, back in 2012, was the fastest grossing movie ever made. And it, take, it took in a billion dollars in two weeks. And now two weeks was a, a, a big thing back in the day. And that record was shattered by Infinity War where it took in like three days. Well, Age of Ultron came out the same year as BVS, right? No, it was, it was 2015. Oh, yeah, it was? Year before. Yeah. Okay. So Warner Brothers is seeing all that success that Marvel's having, and they wanted something similar like that, which is there's nothing wrong with that, but they they had really missed a key fundamental of this. You didn't get you don't get that success without putting in the hard work. Like you see, you did put in the hard work to make you care about those yeah. characters. Years upon years of buildup starting in 2008. Like, like to, with to the, comic to, books, people have heard factor with comic books also goes with that same thing too. You want to make a character beloved. One issue might not be enough. It might take several issues to get a character love. You know, same thing with uh anime. Like it's not gonna like when Naruto starts, I'm pretty sure like the only thing Naruto's cool or Naruto's a good good character in general. It takes a lot of episodes for you to really care about Naruto and you know Sasuke and those other characters too. You know, to, to, to this day, one of my biggest criticisms of that movie is it still feels like they're trying way too hard to rush things like like you said marvel was having all this success with the mcu at the time you know they were just going on a second avengers film they wanted that avengers level kind of movie and success so they were trying to shore they were trying to shoehorn in too many characters into a movie where you didn't need that many characters or that much setup the movie's called bbs most people just wanted a man of steel (laughs) 2 which was yeah I, I, I would have been okay with. Like, I don't hate Man of Steel, obviously. I think it's just okay. I think it's just all right. I don't really get the love that movie gets either. Maybe maybe I'm just a fucking... What's that word? Maybe I'm just, just, just a cynicist or some shit where I just don't get love for certain movies that people do. I, I just think they're just all right. I, think they'll, I don't think Man of Steel does anything special that a movie like um fucking... What's the one that they like a lot? Like, BVS does. I don't really... I don't get the love these movies get. B, uh, BVS... Credit where I mean, I think people don't understand. Beavis is never loved. Do not believe people online. I, how many people in your real life have you ever talked to that actually genuinely like BVS just because? Uh, Same thing with Captain Marvel. I think that look. I'm not, not trying not, to be like a dick here, and I'm not saying people's opinions are, are invalid, but I think love for these type of movies is just manufactured because people are just trying to be contrarians. Like, Captain Marvel is not a good movie. I've never met a person who's actually told me Captain Marvel was good. Even when I went to Frank... You know when people are at Frankensons? This is California with a lot of these weird feminist Democrat weirdos, and they don't like that shit. Captain Marvel... Captain yeah, Marvel, Captain Marvel for me, it's kind of the same way with Man of Steel. I think it's okay. I don't hate it. I don't love it, but yeah, you know, I I, it, I know it exists. Like it's <laughs> That's the, about it. Like people factor in for in order for DC to get that same type of box office return that Marvel had been getting, they would have to essentially build up years of movies. But in reality, there were people that were willing to give them a chance at the box office. I mean, BVS. If someone says BVS made profit, throw anything they say out the window because BVS had around a $138 million marketing campaign added to its $200 million budget. 
Now that would put it nearing it needs a billion dollars to make some money back. That's why people have been saying in the industry, based off the movie's marketing and the and its budget, it needed a billion dollars. So like um movies with three hundred million dollar budgets or or two hundred million dollar budgets have to get around eight to a billion dollars. It's just how it's gonna it's just just how the numbers are, you know, given how cost of things have been steadily rising and how that stuff had actually worked. Now, the other thing to factor in with a lot of these people is the I, people mentioned how the DC movies did very well initially, but that was mostly due to the fact that, you know, DC and Marvel, because, you know, back in 2008 and 2009, DC had put out Dark Knight and, you know, put out Watchmen and the MCU put out Iron Man and a few of their movies too. They, they had, in that year, in 2008, really got people interested in superhero movies again after at a certain point and marvel had been pretty much carrying a lot of that for for the majority anyway i mean dc had ben begins to remember turns but you know marvel had spider-man you had blade you also had x-men you also fantastic four so i think marvel did a little bit more in that period than dc did but because dc only really had Ben begins it was good i mean two returns is not that good catwoman stinks like i don't know what people are bragging about over there you know, it, it, it's Spider-Man crazy. 2 came out in that period, too. X2 came out in that period. You know, those are just great movies in general. You know, it's so crazy to me to see that shift, you know, in the course of just superhero movies in general, because 2007 was Spider-Man 3. And then right after that, it was yeah. Iron Man, Dark Knight. Yeah. I mean, 2007 and 2008 is where everything really kind of started to shift. Like DC, the DCEU had been a huge benefactor of the superhero interest at that moment in time. That's why their movies did as well as they did. People were just in love with the shared cinematic universe idea so much that they just checked the movies out in general. Because now, after that curiosity has killed the cat, is gone. You see the movies box of us many years later and toward the tail end year of this universe, it's just in rapid decline, you know? So yeah. it's not that Zack Snyder made these great, amazing movies that just tore apart the box office no the superhero genre was just hitting its absolute it was just you know rising 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 and then you know, obviously i think the movies peak out at 2016 and that's where we're kind of at right now it's not really just shitting on Zack snyder because i think that at the end of the day warner brothers hired the guy and it's so fucking stupid to hire him i mean there's so much more things i, I could say it, it's all of it is just tingled and mudded muddy water from being completely honest here also hi 76 how you doing good morning msk always happy to see your smiling face and good morning k dot thank you thank you <laughs> was that on that was on rumble right yeah okay I, I don't think i i don't think i could say this enough when people actually listen guys i cannot see the rumble chat i cannot just open it up here on my computer because on Streamyard it's not directly a functional through rumble so it it just allows me to just stream through Rumble. You can't. It's not a properly synced up thing. And um, I want to go and see your tweets or your comments on like the live chat on the app. Good lord. So if you're, I'll I'll, I'll just have the Rumble live chat open on freaking on my phone then. Jeez, man. Give me a sec. I'm beating up evil Santa Claus. Give me a second. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. All right, so. Which BVS? There's there's about two or three we we could really watch, but I'm pretty sure one will be enough for like an hour ish show. Batman. Don't do no long ass video. Oh no no no. 
well, I'm probably going to do like one to get the point across for the most part. Nostalgia Critic. I remember Nostalgia Critic and Angry Joe did a. Oh, God. It was review. hilarious. It that was, was actually amazing. Dude, I love the segment where they're they're pretending like they're in Zack Snyder's office and Joe just goes ham on it. <laughs> Honestly, that one was amazing. That's one of the. That's one of my favorite YouTube collabs ever. When they did that, I was like, oh my God, that's cool as fuck. They must have, Joe must have been in his town or something like that at the time when they did that. Cause I don't know. I, I don't think they live close, do they? No, no. That would be like me. That would be like me coming out to California. Me and MSK would have to like go and stream together. <laughs> oh God. All right. We're going to watch the what? Commissar. The Cosmonaut Variety Hour is 40 minutes. Did you say, come, did you say come on ass? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on ass. Uh, okay, I mean, we could do Filmentos. His is not long. Or he has, a, he has two. Why Civil War Worked and Ben vs. Superman Failed. Or you had... No, I like that one more. Yeah, okay. So around this time period, it's imperative to talk about Civil War. Okay, so the reason why Civil War did really well... Which I mean, Civil War had much more against it than you would say BVS did. The Civil War is based off a very big Marvel event comic book. I love that story. Now, what's crazy is that Civil War still had Spider Man and Black Panther being in it that boosted it in the trailers. Like, yeah, Fat Factor in that story is not exactly highly present in the movie itself. They kind of almost essentially do their own thing. They, they have certain elements that, that do exist there. But Civil War is a perfect example of you can have something influenced by a comic book storyline and do your own thing. And if it's story's good and the story's there, it can work. It's, you know, but you just don't, don't want to on average try that all the time because, you know, that could easily backfire. But I think... People need to understand that, you know, there's a reason why Civil War did as much uh, – it did better than BVS did. First of all, I mean, it's just a much more better constructed movie just outright. And <clears throat> The plot I, I makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I don't really get the comparison between them because they're not exactly the same. They're actually yeah. fundamentally way different movies in general. I mean – uh, but people compare them because I mean, Civil War just did better. Also, Civil War did better because it's just a much better, well-received movie at the time. It's just better in every regard. Better reception, and it made actually a billion dollars when BBS couldn't do that with Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Yay! Well, plus, yeah. well, plus, you know, like you mentioned earlier, build-up. You know, established characters. I mean, that was something people wanted to really and, see. And to be fair, I think both issues, I think both films have a lot of the same issues, just one executed it better. Like, for example, Zemo, while I think Zemo is a better villain that I would rather take serious, his plan to me is just as plot, is just as convenient as Lex Luthor's and BVS, right? B the BVS one was bad because it didn't, it wasn't fleshed out enough how his plan came to fruition, mm -hmm. unless you watched the uh, extended. But I still think both their plans are like plot convenience to the T. Like, oh wow, very convenient this happened. Like with the uh, Zemo. Um, if it if it wasn't for the Sokovia course happening like exactly at the same time that his plan just went into effect, I mean shit, he got the most luckiest like uh mm -hmm. you know, situation ever because was it part of his plan all the time to kill Prince T'Chaka? 
because Prince T'Chaka was only there because of the situation that happened. No, his plan was to just blow up that whatever that embassy they were at. He was just, that guy just happened to be in that exact vicinity at that time because he was going to kill people regardless. He was going to be. And but well, the well, point well, of it yeah, was well, just yeah, blame it on. Um, but we have to remember that was assembled due to the Sokovia Accords happening, which only yeah, happened yeah. and went into effect because of the explosion in Wakanda. Well, near yeah, Wakanda's borders. It was supposed to be a thing where he gets people there together, he blames it on Bucky, Bucky's already perceived to be killing people by the media, so it would just be an easy fake out for him to do whatever he wants to do. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't like the plan. I'm not saying it's just both them are like two convenient ass fucking plans and shit. It's just it's just the difference is Zemo is not is not annoying like Jesse mm-hmm. as first like flu for that motherfucker. Seventy six. He said, "I said, Nate, not MSK, but okay. Good morning, MSK. Happy to see your smiling face too, and all your riz." Okay, I know that's sarcasm. MSK, Holy shit! I'm trying to find your. It's online content entertainment, right? YouTube channel? Yeah. Your channel is not showing up in the searches. How would it not? It doesn't make any sense. I literally typed in online content entertainment. And well, I'm trying. Jesus Christ, here. I'll just make sure I, I'll do it myself. Put the link to your channel in the chat because I'm trying to share it. Oh, God. I'll do it myself. Wait, a lot of people really like that video? Oh, oh this shit. Is already, yep. these videos are already... Dude, I'm being honest here. I don't check the views on this on my main YouTube channel now. I just kind of just... I'm kind of just using it as a way to just vent my my my, my, my frustrations. Oh, really? Yes. So I didn't know the video that I've been the videos I've been doing have been popping off for pretty good. All right, it's interesting. Okay, I guess I still got it after all these many years. I still no, got it. No, got nothing to vent. I still got it. Uh, you have nothing to vent though. That's the difference. What uh, was you venting? All your porn frustrations. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna put out some more more videos, guys. If you guys are waiting for content over there, I I put out a video just a day ago. But um, after I get done with my Pokemon Market Watch, I'm going to do that. I've set up literally right now on my computer. I'm going to do my weekend box of this video. And after oh, that. Online cinema. You said, con- I said content. You said, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was trolling you because I don't like you. No, because you, you heard uh, me say content. <laughs> get your ears shaking, man. You heard me say content. He going to sit there and say yes. Hmm. All right, let me set this up right now. But yes, anyone who's watching this, I will be putting out more content in general based around, you know, the stuff that I love. You know, just got to give me some time. I got some more news videos planned to be talking about all this stuff. I know a lot of people wanted me to give my opinion on the Aquaman stuff. And, you know, those of my videos, you got to lay down a lot of shit. Because if I don't lay down all this stuff, a lot of people are going to be like, where? Because I like to give you a, a, a people who don't know about this stuff like, like a at least some breadcrumbs, you know? That's something I know myself. And, you know, I have connections in the industry. Obviously, Brie Larson might come over and fuck me later on today, but, you know. She doesn't want to fuck you. She definitely, you know what? I hope She Brie does? Larson. She cares about marginalized groups of people. No, I hope Brie Larson violates you. That sounds Especially. hot. <laughs> I hope she like, takes no, away I, your I, manhood. Yeah. That sounds great. Tell me more. What? I hope she badly takes you and violates you and snatches you up because you deserve it. 1776 said you're a narcissist, by the way. Get it right. (laughs) I think that's what she is. Nah, she's right. 
Isn't that what uh, she is to a certain extent? Like she, she's a woman. Aren't they all narcissists to a certain extent? I mean, I can't be considered a narcissist. I'm black, and if you guys, you know, insult me, then I'm just gonna call you a bigot. You're a bigot if you don't affirm my gender. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh shit! All right, let's go. And she said, "Compromise where you can, where you can't, don't." Is <laughs> telling you that something wrong is something right, even if the whole world is telling you to move. <laughs> Look, that's an actual comment. <laughs> How dare you talk about DC? How how dare he? How dare like, he? Like 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 DC's this holy grail or <laughs> holy Actually, place you know you're not supposed to mention. It's probably better if you go over his first initial one to compare the two. In Barbie, no one cares about Barbie. I'll be watching Barbie on digital. Look at that fat, ugly, disgusting woman. That's not Damn. Barbie. Don't look ugly as fat as shit. Damn, the dude. Fuck? Dude, you're gonna get. Toasted on Bucket Rumble. Careful. He's not even gonna watch the Barbie movie. Oh, I'm no. I told you I'm waiting till digital. I'm very, I'm very, I'm very tempted not to review it. It pissed me off. Really, like, bad. I'm not. I, I, I don't really want to go to a movie like and be like, like this funny as shit. I was fucking with Barbie. You I gotta watch Oppenheimer this weekend, but Barbie <laughs> had me. I was fucking with it. I won't be right. watching it until next week. With my girl, but you know, I already seen it. Do, do you want to watch like, it with me? No, you're not even going to watch it. Even if it comes on digital, you're not going to watch it. Yeah, true. You know how long it's going to do? They're going to keep this movie in theaters. It's already at 400 million. You're not going to pull it. Oh, yeah. I told people they're not pulling this out on fucking digital in two weeks. I mean, <laughs> even if they do, it'll it'll bank back all its money by the time they do do it anyway. It's already at 400 million. Within yeah, the first already, it, it's already made a shit ton of money. Oh, this, this episode is also like I put these out on Twitter. Um, I know there's gonna be people being like, "Oh my god, you guys are so mean to Zeka." Shut up and get just as a disclaimer. Shut the fuck up. No one cares. There was a time above, a time before. There were perfect things, diamond absolutes. Things fall things on earth another just yeah, stupid pointless cool. scene that was and what falls she's the queen bruce <laughs> i love his videos At the very core each and every film ever made can be categorized between two opposite types smart or dumb a movie is either a smart movie or a dumb movie or i think i classify as smart honestly somewhere in between. And to be clear, that's not the same as being good or bad. Both smart and dumb movies can be good or bad. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is good in a small, complex, smart way. Fast and Furious is good in a big, loud, dumb way. But Fast and Furious is pure cinema, man. Come on, like she's just fuck. Fast and Furious is dumb shit, man. At the end of the day, it's not even dumb, it's dumb shit. A smart movie or a dumb movie. At least, almost, always. Batman v Superman for the longest of times has been a bit of a mystery to me. As in, it's not a particularly bad movie. It doesn't give me depression like some later DCEU <laughs> entries do. Well, it's not too good either. And to be honest, it did fail to reach the level of awesomeness that a film with the title Batman v Superman should reach. And this can only make you wonder, why is that? What exactly is the issue with this movie? If it's not so clearly bad, 
why wasn't it too good either? As usual, there has been quite a bit of online discussion about what the problem with Batman v Superman is. Some people say there's not enough Batman and Superman, others say they just didn't like Mark Zuckerberg as the villain. And those are all good points. But if you've seen any content on this channel before, you know that in here... Yeah, can you pause real quick? Bit yeah. Deeper. Even yeah. I don't like the whole... Um... Okay. I see what type of evil CEO thing they was going for with Lex, the Marcus Zuckerberg, Elon Musk type of person. <laughs> but dude, have you seen Mark Zuckerberg? Did, did, did have you seen him training and shit? The dude can fucking fight. Yeah, he looks like Michael Sarah. <laughs> look at look at this uh, like Jesse's Lex looks like a scrawny little twink. And you're telling me that, you know, I, I get what they was going for, but People like Lex still exist till this day. You know, these bald, like, you know, not twink looking, uh, you know, radical dudes that talk in a very calm and sophisticated manner. They still exist in the in the world. Also, Jesse Eisenberg is just a freaking miscast as Lex Luthor. I don't care what anyone says. He's the he's, he's not a bad actor, but he's he was total miscast. He's not a bad actor though. Just no, no, no. It's like casting Michael Sarah for, you know, Batman or some shit. It's it's like some of the casting Zack Snyder wanted to be controversial. I feel like he yeah. wanted to be controversial with some of them shits. Clancy Brown will always be my will always be my Lex Luthor. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I never got the rant. There was always these cockroaches that said they liked his portrayals. Lex Luthor, like, okay, you taking his fucking portrayal over Michael Rosenbaum? They're like, no. You taking his portrayal over uh, Gene Hackman? No. I, you you, you cannot. You cannot convince me that anyone who says Jesse Eisenberg was great you're is taking, a fucking like, troll. <laughs> taking his performance over the fucking DC animated universe, Lex Luthor? No. Okay, then he's obviously not the best. If you could take three other options over him, that make any fucking logical sense. Even though surface level problems might be valid, most often all flawed movies have one big key issue at their very core. Something Batman v Superman does have. And this particular <laughs> issue revolves around the smart or dumb concept I just mentioned. Maybe the issue of BVS is that it's too smart and complex. Well, that can't be it because The Dark Knight is very smart and complex and good. Maybe the issue of BVS then is that it's too loud and dumb. Well, the newest Thor movie is pretty loud and dumb and still good, so that can't be it either. No, the core issue of Batman v Superman isn't that it's too smart or too dumb. Uh, anyone that tells you BVS is your, your mind, your simple, pathetic human mind cannot understand the complexities of it. Yeah, throw that person's opinion out the fucking window. The core issue of Batman v Superman is that it's both. It's a very smart movie and a very dumb movie, both at the same time, which to me is a big, big no-no. And this is the reason behind today's anatomy of a failure. In honor of Ocean Man hitting theaters, let's travel back <laughs> to a time when the best way to describe the DCEU wasn't with a hot pile of trash. Let's take a deep dive into the smart side and the dumb side of Batman and try to figure out how the gap between them became this movie's biggest flaw. How this steep opposition cursed it with failure. And at the end, maybe we'll also find out the reason for this opposition. Also, they cast Amy Adams as Lois Lane, and she was just... She wasn't bad. It's just the chemistry between her and Clark was non-existent. I don't think she was a good Lois Lane at all. I think she just... 
so she was all right to me. It's just they her chemistry with Clark is not as good as like Bitsy Tulix and Tyler Hoechlin's and the Superman Lois TV show. Yes, well, there's the TV show well, is more time, but there's really chemistry that's not there. Well, you can't really show that they have chemistry when about 95% of the time they're not even together. They just fucking stare at each other in the most awkward way possible. I'm like looking at Edward and Bella. Good God. Or they just fuck and have sex. You know? That, that is box. disgusting. Fucking and having sex? That's fucking heathenistic shit. That's Shut your mouth. my religion. <laughs> that happened in the movie. In the tub. Before we can view the full picture of Batman v Superman's core problem, we're gonna have to first go through some of the bigger story elements seen in its smart side. Because depending on the version you're watching, the smart, complex side of this movie roughly makes up the first 50-60% to 60 of the total runtime. In other words, pretty much all the setups and a big part of the build-up Cool scene here, Batman running into the... Into the yeah. No yeah. suit. Just look at the Lois Lane plotline starting at the beginning. We're in the grainy Middle East. We have infamous... Oh, they killed off Jimmy. Shadowy <laughs> ...with shadowy agendas. We have US Predator drones. What we have is very much like something along the lines of Bourne or Zero Dark Thirty or in some ways even Argo. And if that's not enough, this plotline then goes even more Bourne with Lois Lane using her... In oh yeah, useless fucking um, manhunter man over here. Standing right there. <laughs> Oh, so smart. She he literally let her go around war people with war drone. Whoa, fucking drones and black pirates. So hold on, hold on, hold on. So they established he's there. He was there since Man of Steel, right? He was Man yeah. of Steel. He's talking to Superman. Directly so, talked to him. Oh my god, you see that? But see, really if people say it was planned, but Zach only only made him March Manhunter because of the fan theories. I remember people was making the fan theories like a while back. And I was like, nah, it's not Martian Man. That doesn't make any sense in the slightest. Yeah. And looking at it, yeah, he did not have this plan. No, he did not. That because if he had, if he if he had, his ass would have been in Metropolis fighting Zod with Superman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no way in hell he would have. Martian Man is not going to try and save Lois when she's getting attacked by fucking pirates in the Middle East. Are you fucking serious? Really? Right. Right. Or even if he was scared to make an appearance in uh, Man of Steel, government project breadcrumbs that ultimately then you would have him show up in BBS. Yeah. Sleuthor. Is all of this good or bad? That's up to you. But regardless of any personal opinions, it is smart. It's complex and it's very real life based. Much more so than was the case in Man of Steel with that whole spaceship excavation section. Another great example is the conflict built up between Batman and Superman. Since this movie is titled Batman v Superman. Oh, I, everyone else, I love this guy. This guy's videos are amazing. I, I, I do, and I do disagree with a lot of his, some of his opinions on certain things. The setup of Batman v Superman is not good. Now, if you're just an average person who doesn't know anything about these guys, this might seem pretty good to you. And if that's true, that's fine. This is a terrible setup for both of them. For some reason, like, like, Batman already thinks Superman is bad. When Batman is not someone who just thinks you're good or bad, he already had very mixed views of Superman, despite having like honestly no real interactions with him, like at all, honestly. Well, I mean, Superman did help level an entire city, so I mean, yeah, also true, yeah. It's just that the because this is my issue. I remember I talked about this with Nerd Man on one stream. 
Mm-hmm. The problem with Batman in this movie to me is like, yeah, he kills, okay, which I don't agree with, but Batman is not as intelligent as he should be. Like, it remember at the beginning of the movie when Lex has the dudes burn the bodies to make it seem like Superman burnt those people? Yeah. But remember, they were shot first, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so anybody, uh, even a person, like a, 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 a coroner who dissects bodies would, would be able to figure out, oh, they were shot first before they got shot, before they got burned. Because, you know, and Batman should have, like, been doing some investigating into this stuff. If, like, if, if he found out, okay, Superman killed some people in Africa. Hmm. Did Superman really kill them? Let me go see. You it's know, almost, to, to me, it's almost like Zach just read Dark Knight Returns and Death of Superman. And that's it. He's like, I know all I need to know about Batman now. <laughs> Batman wasn't, you know, for a 20, if, if this was like a year two Batman or like a year one, okay, I understand. His detective skills are not all the way there yet. He's going to keep building them up. But it, this is a 20 year Batman and he's thinking like this, you know, it's kind of weird. And also, I'm not sure you muted yourself. I'm not sure he's gonna mention it in this video, but like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, no. It's like, I the thing here is this is a Batman who they already established. People know this. He already has his villains. They're already good to go. There's no need for origin anything. So we we got it. We should have a Batman who's more. I I would say understanding. You know, not like he, he's this Batman is acting like I don't know what the fuck he's acting like really in this movie. It's such a mixed bag. It's like some of it makes sense, some of it just doesn't. You know, you know? exactly. I don't like, understand it. He should just be like smarter. Like, you know, he shouldn't be getting fooled by this new up and not saying Lex is new, but this is the son of Lex Luthor. This is Lex Jr. It's not Lex Luthor either. He's not. He, and he's, not. he's getting fooled by this little child and to an extent like lex i'm assuming he's some young dude in his 20s not saying he not saying batman hasn't been fooled by people younger than him before but this is a 20 year deep batman with all this experience he's has fought some killer crocs and jokers and you're telling me this twink you know like got the you know just one up him it's kind of weird this fucking Twizzler of a man. <laughs> At some point, those two are gonna have to fight. And if they're gonna fight, they're gonna need a reason to fight. And this reason is something the movie sets up very well, in a very smart and very layered way. Batman is built to despise Superman because Superman to him represents uncontrollability. And if there is one type of person Batman doesn't enjoy, it's someone who is uncontrollable. Superman, on the other hand, is built to dislike Batman, because Batman to him represents violence and destruction. And if there's a type of person Superman doesn't enjoy, it's someone who is so invested in their personal cause that Pause. they become a... F- mm-hmm. Doesn't enjoy violence and destruction, but yet let an entire city of people die. <laughs> <laughs> Willingly Pause. throwing Zod through skyscrapers. Oh my god, like, it, like that's <laughs> bullshit. That's willingly, that, actually I, willingly I, throwing I, Zod through skyscrapers, actually I, I, in the middle of them, with a building would collapse. I, I, I have, I have to, I have to disagree with him on that point. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, he definitely felt bad about it. You, you can tell through all BVS, he definitely felt bad about what he did. But it's yeah. one of those. He things felt where it's bad, like, but he wasn't being mindful. 
Yeah. Which, you know, okay, I can understand, you know, he's he's rusty. But he was not clearly not being that mindful of stuff, you know, like when the gas tank flipped over and hit the parking lot, he could have stopped it. Not saying it was going to save more lives, but, you know, you could have helped suppress more stuff that would cause collateral, collateral damage. Physical manifestation of violence and destruction. And so, because the philosophical beliefs of Batman and Superman are so much in conflict, so are they. The movie's fight is stupid. This suit is not powered or doesn't... This is not like the comic book Dark Knight Returns suit. He's actually slower because in the comic book and in the, in the movie, he was doing like flips and stuff with that suit. Why, why can't... Superman, when they first fight, literally could just <laughs> use his microscopic vision, see where he's at, and just beat the shit out of him. This fight is so fucking stupid. Same with Lex Luthor. I know a lot of fans didn't really enjoy this new entitled Silicon Valley version of the character. No shit. Complaint being that he's a ripoff of the Joker, that there's no real reason for his actions. And while I do understand why not everyone likes this version of Lex, personally, I don't really agree with the fact that there's no reason for his actions. Because there is a reason, a very well made, very layered and mature reason. You just have to go a bit deeper to uh. find it. Every like in my wife's butthole. Oh yeah, no. totally. The reason is there, but like, like I said, the the build up to the build up this up of it, the motivations. I mean, okay. So the character has- he's just mad. He's just mad because his daddy Lex was was the real Lex who yeah. we will never meet was whooping him and treating yeah. bad. He's mad because. <laughs> Jesus didn't, or whoever God he prays to, didn't come down and answer his prayers. Like, nah. help me, oh. my daddy. So, so for me, the thing here is his character. I don't like his, this version of Lex at all. It's trash. The thing here yeah. his character has going for it is he, the character has a map. What's his Lex Luthor in general? He has a massive superiority complex. That's the only decent thing this version of character has going for him. But I don't think he. Shows it in any and he way. Also thinks, he also thinks Superman. Well, we know Lex typically also thinks Superman is a fraud, and he'd rather be the one to save the world and not Superman because he doesn't trust someone with that power. <laughs> Thing Lex Luthor does in BVS is simply because he hates Superman. Because to him, Superman represents the feeling of powerlessness. In other words, Superman reminds Lex of the only other person in the world who has ever made him feel powerless. His own abusive father. Now that this all-powerful god has- But the- Because you can tell he doesn't know the material as well, which is fine. Which is fine. Okay, so that would apply if you use an adult version of Super uh, Lex Luthor. That can't apply to his son because his son doesn't understand the complexities around life to un- to fully grasp that concept. The reason why you have an adult Lex Luthor for that is because an adult Lex Luthor, who runs obviously one of the biggest fucking uh, industries in uh, Metropolis, would definitely be like, wait a minute, who's this new guy in town? Like his son wouldn't understand not being the biggest guy on campus because his son doesn't understand much about life in general. Is his son like what twenty years old at this point in these movies? Yeah. There's a reason why oh, like man. they have like Luther and Superman around the same age, and like there's a relationship between them. There's this son is just not going to have that complexity to it. It's just not honestly. Right, and I think that's the weakest thing about it too. The real Lex never even interacted with Superman or had this rivalry with him. 
Yeah. If this also, was like, yeah. if this was a, let's say, a Kingdom Come Superman dealing with Lex Luthor's son, you know, he, he's, and you took you twist it in a way where young Lex was kind of mm. indoctrinated and taught and raised up by his daddy to take over the company, continue this company, and you know, he builds this opposition against Superman, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't really have that. He's just like, oh, I just randomly don't like Troopman because he makes me feel powerless. Like we never read, we don't know what this daddy Lex did to him, which the movie could have shown, but you know, they didn't want to show, they just want to tell. I don't need to see it. Why? Because I don't give a shit. Powerlessness in Lex is back. And the only way to get rid of that feeling is by getting rid of God. This would make sense too, since Zack Snyder has alluded to the fact that Lex killed his own father. Because in Lex's eyes, power and evil are tied together. With great power comes great evil. That's why no all-powerful god ever rescued Lex from being beaten as a child. That's why Superman is an evil fraud who shouldn't be celebrated as a hero. Yeah. No man Thanks, is a the boy to deliver me from daddy's fists and abominations. Mm. I figured out way back. God is all-powerful. Pause. You see, that shit right there is why I can't take this guy seriously. <laughs> you know, he's 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 trying to make he's trying to make this version of Lex sound complex and there's a lot of there's a lot more to him than meets the eye, but that right there is why I cannot believe any of that shit. <laughs> like it's total miscast. If that kind of dialogue was coming from someone else, either than either than J- sorry, if that dialogue was coming from somebody else rather than Jesse Eisenberg, I might be able to actually believe it, but no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. And neither can you be. I don't hate the sinner. I hate the sin. And yours, my friend, is existing. Bruce Wayne's corporate. What? <laughs> That's some of the dialogue we're getting in these movies. <laughs> he started out saying some pretty like, oh, okay, I can see where you're going at with that. L. <laughs> we're, 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 but, 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 we don't get it, guys. All the senator we, and we courtroom stuff. The list goes on and on. Pretty much everything this movie sets up, it does in a very real and intricate and smart way. But even though this might be a positive thing in most films, in BVS it isn't. Because in order to work, a smart setup always needs a smart payoff. And as we will soon see, the payoffs in Batman v Superman aren't that smart. In fact, they are the exact opposite yep do you okay anybody watching this movie i'll see it in august this is peak cholita border hopping immigrant shit right here i'll be watching unlike you in this case i'm watching oh hey a black woman msk doesn't watch dc movies in theaters he bootleg he bootlegs them hell yeah Oh, As we, we get go. to the last 50 to 40% of Batman v Superman, that's when this complex, smartly built up story starts becoming something entirely else. It becomes your usual full-on, big, loud, dumb Hollywood blockbuster. Now we get to the stuff where Superman launches Batman through an apartment building. Now we get to the stuff... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. US launches a nuclear warhead in 20 seconds. Now we get to the part <laughs> where every smart setup is concluded with a dumb payoff. And to be clear, not dumb as in bad, 
but dumb as in very drastically different from smart. First up is Lois Lane. Whereas before she was this very capable and intelligent investigator, at the end she becomes a total idiot. Almost to the point where you think that you're watching a slapstick comedy. That well, she's kind of useless in this movie anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. so what's really interesting about Man of Steel is, I don't, okay, her, I don't like her as Lois Lane, but she was at least competent in that movie. This one, she starts out that way and then just devolves into like, some, hey, come like, save me. Like, I, I cannot tell you what her purpose in this movie is because she doesn't have a purpose. Looking hot all. and have big tits. Uh, of course you'd say that. That's all women are good for, right? Dude, stop. <laughs> Whatever reason, she decides to toss it down a water-filled shaft where anyone can find it. And not only that, she then dives after it, only to get stuck and then needs to be rescued. Much like a little... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> stupid fucking movie, man. It, it's shit. It, it sounds really stupid out loud when someone talks about it. <laughs> but yeah. She knows Kryptonite Spear could kill fucking... I don't, I don't think she interacted with Doomsday at that point. But she knows no. that this... But she knows that this could kill Clark, throws it away. I did a good thing. But I, I might need that, bruh. No, she was like... Bruh. she was, she was like, oh, this could kill this could kill Clark. Let's get rid of it. Oh shit, Clark's getting his ass whooped. Oh, hold on a second. No, she said, she said, she said, oh shit, Clark's getting his ass whooped. Wait, hold on a second. Oh, 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 Clark, Clark, help! <laughs> teenager who gets caught in a baby swing and has to be pulled out by the fire department. If Lois Lane was always like this in the movie, fine. But the thing is, she's not. Earlier, she's smart. She's competent. Maybe not as competent as in Man of Steel. Also, also with the whole uh, Martian manager thing, he's just fucking sitting around letting Batman and Superman Woman get their asses handed to him by Doomsday when they, he could help too. What a f Black people being lazy. Thank you, Zack Snyder. Exactly. Oh my god. Zach definitely did not think about that shit because Batman and Superman tear up a fucking city and Martian Manhunter still didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's a black guy sitting around letting the white people destroy everything. I love the The ironies of ironies. I love it. <laughs> but competent nonetheless. And now that she's suddenly making dumb decisions in order for the big dumb part of the story to work, it really pulls you out of the experience. <laughs> really though you couldn't make batman the one who tosses the spear away into the water at least then lois going after it would have been a bit heroics less stupid <laughs> just breaks same with the conflict between batman and superman while batman's motivations to fight superman do remain as they were superman's motivations get redone entirely as in the movie just tosses his motivations aside and makes him fight batman because lex luthor forces him to it works but uh, it's not very complex or smart and if you're going to have superman fight batman only because he has to what's the point of setting up his personal side of the conflict at all what's the point of spending all this time on a smart setup if you're just going to conclude it with a dumb payoff.
Even with Lex Luthor, after his demonic beast kills off Superman, what kind of multi-layered payoff do we get from him? Do we see him staring at Superman's corpse and then breaking down in tears of joy because he was finally able to destroy the person he so deeply hates, like he once did with his father? Of course not, because mm -hmm. that's something a smart movie would do. Instead here, he gives <laughs> off as much emotion as a wooden plank and then becomes a Joker-like lunatic just so that he can foreshadow the next movie. Bruce Wayne's corporate espionage bloodline. How a does movie that, that never came to fruition. Well, it turns out it's there just so that the movie can show clips of irrelevant. Also, yeah, um, Lex Luthor got what he wanted. He killed Superman. No pay after that. No see shit about that. It's great. Just great movie. Remember, guys, this is one of the greatest super movies ever made by Zack Snyder's Cole. Future characters and overall foreshadow more franchise stuff, which, by the way, now won't happen at all anyway. What about the whole Senator's <laughs> courtroom plotline? What's the smart, complex payoff there? Actually, this subplot does get concluded pretty smartly. We get to see just how far Lex Luthor is willing to go to win, and that there's no person he won't sacrifice on the way. Overall, Pause. I'd say it's a. What is up with the jar of urine? <laughs> I. My and brain is, is too that, small and, and complex. I can't understand it. And like, is that Lex's piss too? That's the uh, yeah. Like, yeah. like when I first watched the movie, I remember them. I remember them having a conversation about yeah. jar of urine, and then it shows up. I'm like, what the fuck is the point of the jar of urine? What is going on? <laughs> oh, it was supposed to be an allegory of Granny's peach tea gets old and decays over time. That because they the, he thought the senators had a very old archaic model of how they thought about things. But whose piss is it? This is the question that keeps me up at night. It might be, <laughs> it might it might be prune juice or some shit. I can't see Lex walking into a bathroom with a job. more like it. If I had to condense my whole point about this deep opposition into one or two sentences, the best way to do it would be as follows. Batman v Superman starts off with a very deep and multi-layered poem about Bruce Wayne's inner feelings. And it ends in a massive green screen battle sequence with a mindless CGI monstrosity. One side is smart and complex, the other side is loud and dumb. And this huge gap in between, that's the problem. There were perfect things. Diamond absolutes. See, it's the thing. Why don't superhero movies use flashbacks more? I feel like superhero movies don't even attempt it. I think it's just well, 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 well. We we, we 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 live in a culture where flashbacks, if they're not used the right way, they can come off as lazy. That's the problem with them. Well, and they're also starting to turn into a um a more of a tell and less of a show society with movies and stuff. But yeah, show, to be show, fair, show. I always had this issue with a lot of movies in general. It's not just the movies coming out now. You know, we have the opportunity where we can tell more, we'll show more, and these mm -hmm. movies like to keep telling and telling and telling. Like in the Batman, right? While we didn't get any flashbacks, I mean, you know, like the Martha and Thomas stuff, it was good to see, like, you know, news articles talking about that stuff to give context. It wasn't mm -hmm. just, you know, Alfred came up to Bruce and said, uh your mama your mama was locked up in a asylum they showed like actually articles and stuff that uh who was the guy that was reporting on them do you remember the, the guy that was reporting those articles exposing oh, yeah. martha's mm -hmm. uh mental issues and <clears throat> talking about how thomas wayne was possibly involved in some fraud in the mob and stuff All right 
falls. It's fallen. <laughs> but now that we have established and explained the core issue with Batman v Superman, let's see if we can pinpoint where that issue originates from. We know the problem, but what's the cause? That water probably tastes like booty. <laughs> Fresh booty. Man, the water you drink out the sink. <laughs> oh God, Lord, love tap water. You be drinking The root cause for the steep, smart, and dumb division of Batman v Superman. Look no further than the opening of the movie. To be exact, look right here. The reason is this: these two writers. And if it so happens you don't know anything about writers, let's just say that the reason why Batman v Superman has two opposite sides is because these two writers are very much opposites. The initial script of BVS was written by David Goyer, a writer who has been at the top of Hollywood for a long time now. He does have his name on some very smart movies like The Dark Knight with Christopher Nolan, but at the same time, he's also made quite a few projects like Blade and... Blech. As in, Goyer knows how to make a big, dumb, action-heavy Hollywood blockbuster. Then we have Chris Terrio, who came in to rewrite Goyer's Batman v Superman script around the same time that the movie was starting to film. And while Goyer has been a part of the Hollywood machine for a while, Terrio is more of a newcomer. Before winning an Oscar for Argo, he's mainly been working at the indie scene, where smart themes and characters are much more important than larger-than-life action set pieces. Before we get to what I think happened with the script of Batman v Superman, I first need you to understand what this credit page actually means. Right at the gate, the very first thing to note is this, the word and. If this was an ampersand, that would mean that the writers were working as a team. But because it's the word and, it means that the writers were working separately. AKA, Goyer wrote his own take on the movie and then Terrio stepped in to change it. And he must have done... Also, Chris Terrio's given many interviews talking about um, the issues with BVS. Um, uh, those are all there if you want to check out too. Quite a bit of changing too, because his name comes first. The writer whose name comes first, that's the writer whose version of the script is closest to the final product. So even though Goyer wrote the initial version of BVS, Terrio's version for the most part is the version that we saw. So what exactly happened? Well, hard to say for sure, but if we follow the breadcrumbs, this is where they seem to lead. After Man of Steel, Christopher Nolan checks out and leaves this franchise with Goyer and Snyder. Goyer writes up a very action-heavy blockbuster that Snyder likes, because that's the kind of director Snyder is. But then, as the movie starts closing in on production, someone starts thinking that maybe this isn't the story that they want. So they bring in Ben Affleck's new best Argo friend, Chris Terrio, who tries to make the script a bit smarter. But because at this point the movie is already starting to film, and a lot of the things are already locked down, there's only so much he can do. He can change up the scenes, and he can change up the characters, but he can't change where they ultimately lead. As in, he can change the setup and the build-up, but he can't change the payoff. And also, uh, I, my friend, having Doomsday here, blowing all these great stories you could just use as big event movies for a universe for DC, all in one movie just to rush them, that's not a good idea either. Just it's, not, it's not Doomsday. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> Go ahead. 
Oh, go ahead, Nate. Oh, I was going to say, honestly, Death, Death of Superman could have been like a really emotional movie, post-Justice League stuff, like maybe post-Justice League 3, if they ever got to it, where, you know, the Justice League members are a little bit older than usual, or even after a Justice League 2. And you have the JL, it's, it's actually a Superman movie, but you have the Justice League in it. They all are dealing with Doomsday. Doomsday straight up kicking all the members' asses, Flash, Green Lantern, everybody, and then Superman ultimately has to defeat him. He gets defeated. Then you have a big funeral at the end of the movie, and you have some heroes like Batman, you know, Wonder Woman all show up in their costumes, kind of like in the comic, and they carry his body down the aisle, and they do a big funeral for him, like a big grand one. Yeah. Zack Snyder said, not going to fly. <laughs> not, not, not happening. Negative also, Christopher Ghost Nolan, people were like, well, if he did uh, so much success with The Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, why didn't he stick around? It's like he just didn't want to. He, he never wanted to have that. He wanted to be a part of that. Big, he never wanted to be a part of that big cinematic universe type thing. He just wanted to be like a, hey, this is kind of like maybe an Elseworld kind of story thing. My take well, on the character. I think I think Warner Brothers. I think Warner Brothers saw okay. We'll let. I, I think they was like okay. Nolan has his hands on this one, so you know he's fine. We ain't got to really. You right. know he, it's. And then when they saw his BVS thing, I think if Nolan stayed on for BVS, while well, I'm gonna still from like I said, I don't like you know. Superman saving his dad from the tornado. I still think it's a better, more well-made film compared to Zack Snyder Justice League and BBS. It is complete vision. It doesn't for three what hours. The hell? You sound like a robot. <laughs> Dude, you're turning into a droid. <laughs> you're turning... You're turning into the Borg from Star Trek, dude. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Well, as I was saying, uh, Man of Steel. <laughs> what's wrong? <laughs> he sounded just like Mr. Krabs. <laughs> I don't know what y'all hear, man. <laughs> oh my god. He sounded like fucking some AI talking Mar to me. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> WZ nice. Right, so as I was saying before I was interrupted. By your own uh, internet. Man of Steel feels complete, doesn't need an extra three hours. Script is fine. The movie length, everything is fine, right? But that's because Nolan was on it. And then you get the BVS. Nolan's gone. I think Nolan not producing and being there affected this a lot. Yeah, probably. But, you know, uh, I, it could have yeah. went somewhere. It could have elevated, but... It regressed. I still can't figure out why they made Doomsday look like a fucking Ninja Turtle. <laughs> why the fuck? Why does he look like that? <laughs> he looks. He, he looks like a naked troll. He, 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 <laughs> they have a cave troll. <laughs> uh, <coughs> you good, MSK? Right there could be one of the reasons why we ended up where we are. That's why Lois Lane starts off as an intelligent, real-life-based reporter, only to end up being a bumbling idiot. That's why she <laughs> 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 
my Batman start off as layered and intricate only to end up being tossed away altogether. That's why Lex Luthor starts off as a very difficult and deeply sad character only to end up being a Joker-like lunatic who foreshadows the next movie. That, right there, is the reason why Batman v Superman starts off so smart and complex only to end up being the exact opposite. Oh, Lord. Crazy. Or, uh, or, also, another great channel to check out. If you guys haven't checked the mental out, make sure you check them out. Great, great uh, content creator over there, actually. All right. Um, what is this what article? I'll probably cover wait, this. Wait, 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 wait. Have you guys been seeing this thing trending on Twitter just now? What? What? This shit about some former U.S. intelligence official. Here, I'm going to just direct message it to you. Check your DMMSK. Oh, wait, what do you mean? I ain't checking anything you as a cloud chaser put to me. Bro, we have found aliens, man. They real. I told you, motherfuckers. Dude, I know they've been real. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, my Lord. I hate I aliens. mean, we're kind of getting some, like... I, I, I'm one of those motherfuckers that... I'm one of those guys that hears, Oh, my God, they're leaking stuff about aliens. You know, they're real. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> Former U.S. intelligence official David go, Rush. Uh, Go go to the other one I sent you. It's just a video. It's a video of him saying whatever he needs to say. Okay. Oh man, I don't know how legitimate this guy is, but you know, uh, he's a second. So Lord, his name finally, says man. Grinch. He found he me that legitimate. <laughs> uh, give me a sec. All right, let's do it. Yeah, WZ, it didn't go too well. All right. Former U.S. intelligence agent David Grusk says under oath that the U.S. government is in possession of UFOs and non-human biologics. Okay. It's a woman saying it too? Damn. If you believe a, that is Miss Mace. Craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the Karen. pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge that are currently still on the program. If you he put he put some emphasis on that shit. Non-human. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, non-human. We're 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 fucked. <laughs> God, that's a lot quisha right there. <laughs> oh man, get me I my will... blue, get me my blue skinned bitch from Mass Effect. I'll be all right. I uh, wonder how big alien dick is. Oh god, <laughs> this is probably why they never want to unveil it. They never wanted to unveil. Wait, what was that? Anything. Go back up. Go back up. What was that? I saw some titties. What? You see them titties, man? Where? <laughs> Right there, he uh, go back. Why are you going over it? You know you want to see. Look, what oh. the oh, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? No, look at the shadow. What the fuck? What, the... <laughs> what is that? It looks like uh, you know that movie Hoodwink. It looks like a. It looks like that Hoodwink movie. Same animation. Oh my god, it looks like a sequel to Monster House. What the fuck? <laughs> what the hell? Anyway. Ugh. Oh, that's 
interesting, I guess. But we all kind of, we already kind of knew they were here. So what what the fuck is the point? Uh, I mean, we already have aliens. We have trans people. Yeah, wow! It's stop, stop! You're a horrible. He's a horrible human being. He just <laughs> went to fucking stop. Oh my goodness! All right, so I want to go over this really quickly too. All right, so this was an interview that the Paramount CEO had, where it said uh, Paramount CEO Brian Robbins says they are moving away from releasing original animated movies in theaters and instead will focus on IPs. He says, we're not going to release an expensive original animated movie and just pray people will come. Well, he's he's an idiot. This is such a mixed. This is such a double-edged sword and such a mixed bag of no nuance there. I mean, obviously, this is just a direct quote out of a long interview, anyway. So that's just for the headlines and clicks. But Wait, what, what expensive animated movies have they dropped? I think he's talking about the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse angle. It wasn't expensive to make, though. I don't know why you wouldn't want to make a movie like that. And the movies like that make that fucking movie? millions of dollars. Wasn't the budget on that like less than seventy million? Those are like eighty, hundred million dollar budget of movies anyway. No, the well, Spider Verse. The first one was, was like eighty that. million, I think. Right? The no, budget no. wasn't that high to make that. Oh yeah, no, yeah the budget was like thirty million, I think. That's easy to make back the returns. Let me look. What's saying? Original animated movie. I mean, Spider Man's already been made, so I guess you and keep can't really count that as original, quote unquote. Unless he's yeah, I remember the budget for the rest of the first one was oh, 90 million. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not even expensive. Well, this is the thing. So, yes, I do agree and disagree with this uh line that he says where it's like, just pray people will come. No, you shouldn't just pray people will come. That's ridiculous. You have to make good material that I mean, you kind of find good material to have people. You kind of gotta hope people will come. Yeah, All of yeah. It hope. yeah. That's with anything. I think people have to realize if you make some good shit, people will turn out. But there's been a lot of cases where stuff that has been good has come out, people haven't turned up. This is a roll the dice kind of thing. But there is something where if there's an, a huge IP attached to something, then obviously more people might end up checking it out. It's a, it's a weird mixed bag of a lot of things, honestly. Yeah. Have you noticed that you're a weird mixed bag of a lot of things? No, no, I'm an amazing specimen of a human being, honestly. Stop lying. This guy said, uh, people want studios to take risks and be original, but don't turn up in theaters when it's time to. Yeah, that's true. People are just full of shit. Don't, do not trust people. They are full of shit. This guy said, make better films, market them better, budget them smarter. Also, true in its own way as well. The entire issue is people not turning up for these movies. How are you accepting that a movie's batter not good enough without seeing it for yourself? Plus, there's already a precedent of it being the IP movies which thrive at the box office, even the bad ones. Uh, so I hate Twitter because it's always no nuance in people's fucking arguments in general. Even the IP movies have felt phoned in for years now. Part of the issue is probably the attempts by the studio to include a ton of CGI to make it easier to change it up to be accepted in different countries so budgets go up while everything feels more bland. It makes a good point with that. It makes sense because yeah. if 
if let's say if you do a whole movie practically, I mean, you can still add VFX on stuff and edit it out. I mean, I mean, most like, of, most of the Ang Lee movie was practical. What was it? They need to make better trailers that don't spoil the entire film. Yeah, I've been saying this for a while. Trailers have been doing too much these days. They need to stop treating animation like it's just for children. Us adults grew up with it. Yeah, the thing is, people treat anime animation still. It's like, I there is no real separation from them. They're they're, they're both movies at the, at the end of the day. They're both products that go through very similar processes. The only thing that's different is obviously you don't film on location and you don't actually see the actual um you don't see like live acting performances. I don't get why animation's treated with such, you know. Uh, it's it's treated with such a disdain. Actually, I, th- I think it's just super yeah, disrespectful. Yeah, you think after Frozen one and two doing a billion dollars and yeah, many more films in between, Zootopia was a huge success. You would think yeah, like yeah. at this point, Toy Story Hollywood, alone should have already changed that narrative many, many, many years ago. Moana yeah. made a shit ton of money too. Yeah, or it just dude did this year. People love the Cross the Spider Verse. That's fucking animated. I, I I just like nothing animation will ever do is going to be considered good enough. It could break the box office. Movies can make a billion dollars. It's just never going to be considered good enough, which is ridiculous. I mean, they barely get acknowledged at the Oscars. That's Man. not the entire issue, unless you're a studio exec who doesn't know what they're talking about. That guy, these guys, just trying to sound smart without really putting out anything. Just like every business, decisions made by the brass, like greenlighting bad movies are the reason companies fail, period. Bad innovation is still bad. Got to stop pretending it's everyone else's fault but their own. Yeah, that's true. That's also true. Yeah, they need to stop greenlighting shark movies for MSK and shit. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that's not going crazy here. The movie doesn't interest me, so I don't see it or care to see it. Word of mouth is strong to get people to see it. Example of example being everything ever all at once, word of mouth, and it having an interesting premise and children maybe see it. And that movie was a great success, which is also true. Yeah, but, but the thing tough. is, people gotta start bringing up anecdotal evidence. Like bringing up one movie doesn't really do much, honestly. It's like, yeah, that worked for that one movie, but there's other ones that had great word of mouth that don't perform well either sometimes, you know. The entire issue is that studios don't make the original content as much as the IP shit. No, 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 what he's talking about, you dumb bimbo, is that fucking you don't show up to it. People say they want original shit, but they don't show up to it. That means that means people are liars, is what he's saying. People aren't exactly truthful with that. They're or to, to be fair, that just might be the number of people interested in original IP content. But so the people that do show up for for the numbers to be what they are, that might just be the people. That might just actually be the numbers, which means if the numbers really aren't there for people that want original stuff, then yes, by a studio, by the way the studio thinks, you don't want to do that because it's just wasting money. It, it could be a double-edged sword. I, I'm not saying it's not, but people look, look what the DC movies. People say, oh, yeah, I'm a huge DC fan. I'm supporting the movies. Yeah, blah, 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 yada, 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 and nothing. People are right. I think the I think people on Twitter, hopefully at this point, are finally starting to catch on this concept. The fact that people are bullshitters. People literally are there's a YouTube channel called world class bullshitters too. This is world class bullshitters. They're not they, they don't have first of all, they don't have any money for one, or these people are simply just trying to be a part of something rather than actually support it. Because it's much different than going into your actual wallet and supporting the movies itself. Like look at it with the whole Barbenheimer thing. People could have just waited till Barbie and Oppenheimer came out on digital and VOD. Why didn't they? 
They could have just waited. Yeah. They, they could have literally just waited till they came out on streaming, like a lot of people keep saying, oh, I'll just wait till streaming. I'll wait till streaming. No, there, there's much more to all of this than just black and white. But studios don't really take risks on original IPs anymore it's because people are just liars. People aren't what they say they are. They're, they're not going to go support that movie. And then they'll just watch it later on and then say, oh, I should have watched it in theaters when it came out. But this is the same person always blabbing about original content flopping in the box office. It's like, but you don't support it though. Yeah. I, I don't get where this argument is. You don't support it and you're mad the studio doesn't make it. Are people not seeing the correlations there? Honestly? It's it's pretty simple shit, honestly. Oh, Depron Zimbabwe, I'm reading that shit. All right. People turned up for Barbie and Oppenheimer, pretty original movie. Oh, oh for Bar Barbie and Oppenheimer, I would say original films. Barbie is technically based on no Barbie is an IP. Okay, that that's all that, that all sounds like horse shit. Barbie is technically based on an IP. Are you fucking say that? <laughs> so stupid. What the hell? They literally just showed up in record numbers this past weekend. Um, those aren't original moves. I mean, Oppenheimer is nothing original. I would say like that concept already existed from World War Two. You know. Well, even the movie itself is based on a uh, on on a book. Yeah, yeah, I forget the name of it, but it, you know, the book deals a lot with his life and everything leading up to the Manhattan Project. So even that's not original. Yeah, it's just Oppenheimer is technically just a history movie. Yeah, well, no most, shit. Most <laughs> people won't pay to see a movie that will be streaming a month later. Twitter Transformers is already out on Paramount Plus. These studios are doing it to themselves by trying to compete in a crowded streaming market. Also true. Also true. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I think even if the movie's like, even if the movie is doing somewhat decent, they'll still pull it out for the streaming service. It creates this such weird, volatile market, like me and Chaz are talking about with the Yu Gi Oh market, where it's like everyone's just trying to make the quick buck so fast, they're just devaluing and saturizing and saturating the market with all this other stuff that it's just going to be super hard to really get to a point where like you appreciate the content more like you used to back in the day with how things are how the ips are just treated now the ips aren't treated with the same love and respect like they used to they just aren't honestly not from a business standpoint not from a creative standpoint just kind of what we're in right now for it to be a good movie or for them to actually advertise it i think I disagree with the advertising angle. I think things are advertised. I think people just aren't interested in seeing it as much as they say they are. But there's yeah. no one on this earth. You There's as many commercial ads, uh, posters. There's many media outlets on the, on in the internet or YouTube. There's YouTube videos with thumbnails on them too. There's no way you aren't exposed to this stuff. I, I just don't agree with that. I yeah, because even, even Shazam too, like, yes, they didn't market it as hard as Flash, but they put out enough trailers and TV spots. And mind you, if you're on Twitter, like everyone's seen it enough, especially in the comic book Twitter space. <laughs> you know, it, I don't know how many trailers it takes for you to, you need to watch a movie or not. Usually it takes like probably one to convince you if you're going to watch it or not. I mean, to be fair, for the Batman, it took me to until the second trailer to be interested. And even the, um, the the second trailer of Joker, same thing. Took me until the second trailer to become invested to really watch it. But still, most people usually just go off the first trailer, especially general audience. If that first trailer ain't doesn't hit, I mean, you know, it does say it does say something about your movie. 
Yeah, it's got, but taking risk is not doing something based on a superhero, people would say. But I think taking a risk on a character that's not big like Batman is its own form of a risk, honestly, which is it's fine. Because if they make something new, they, y'all, don't like it. It is honestly like COD. Okay. What? You're comparing movies to video? Dumbass. His <laughs> argument is immediately invalid. That person types like MSK. <laughs> Not gonna lie, the only sequels I'm excited for are SpongeBob and the new Paw Patrol film. Team and T will be a wait and see thing for me. Yeah, I'm not watching. actually watching Paw Patrol. Oh, it, it did very well at the box office. Paw Patrol is very, very profitable for Paramount right now. They, they, they're absolutely reaping the benefits of that. Also, something original they created as an animated movie last year that came out for them. Crazy, crazy how even if they do something. I lo- oh, fuck. My brain's going to explode. Even if they make something original and it does pop off, animated-wise, still not respected. I-, I mean, what else can animation do at this point? Animation... There could be five billion animation movies back-to-back-to-back to back to back a year. That still wouldn't be enough for people. I swear. You want to know what animation should do? What? It's just become live-action. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it just turn itself live action somehow, and then it would like, be... no, be not no, like literally, you could have across the spider verse come out, do well. You could have Paramount do their own anime movie that does well, Paw Patrol. You could have fucking Frozen do billion dollars, Toy Story billion dollars, other anime movies that don't do billion dollars do very very well. The box office, Spider Verse, Spider Verse was live action. It would have did. It would have did more than No Way Home. And honestly, sure, if they yeah. needed to, if they wanted to, they could have done that concept and just hired like nobodies to put on those Spider-Man costumes. And then have like Wait, big popular actors Minions in. Move, Minions the Rise of Gru came out last year. That completely destroyed. But we have to remember the the, the memes is what sold people to go watch that. I mean, oh, kids are already going to watch it, but Remind you, there was a big minions campaign behind it. It's not so crazy. Your minions are cinema, right? Minions movies are peak cinema. All that's gonna happen. I'm not saying they're right. I'm just telling you that you know. No, I'm saying like the that, that min- minions are so like just iconic with a lot of people, and so the people just love them so much. They like that's one of those things where even if movies like that were where they kind of fall a little short of expectations, a billion dollars. Doesn't matter with animated movies. That's that's what I've had to learn over the years. With animated movies, even if they, they shatter all expectations, break narratives, doesn't matter. It just doesn't fucking matter to people. They, they just see them as, oh, it's not live action, so I I I, I don't see them the same way. Gay shit like that. Stupid. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm just gay. Huh. But no, I'll have, I'll have to go through that Paramount interview, actually. Let me... Write this down. Okay, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm a little behind on pop culture news videos. I I, I I wrote all them down to do. I'm probably like five behind right now, honestly. <laughs> um, let me see how many I'm behind on. I have I have my Yu-Gi-Oh news videos to do too. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, okay, I'll add this one in. This is seven. I'll just take it one day at a time. I'll I'll try and get two done. I'll, I'll just try and get them done as much as I can. I'll take it just one video at a time. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Wait, wait, wait yeah. I'm pretty sure I got that saying wrong. All right, we'll, we'll just chill here for a little bit longer, and then uh, we'll be good to go, honestly. But, you know, 
Yeah. I actually do need to get ready to split because I got to get some rest. Yeah, that's fine, man. Sorry. What time? What time you got to get up, bud? Uh, well, I go back in at like ten thirty something. Shit, dude. So I need to get to sleep now because if I don't sleep now, I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Barbie sweep. <laughs> Peace, guys. Oh God. All right, we'll see. K dots. See you later, man. Yeah, but I don't know, man. The film people, I don't know, the film industry is just so fucking weird. You can have like legendary shit come out for animation and still get looked at like it's fucking not as good. Uh, I can't remember if we talked about, you know, with this whole writer strike going on, you know, this would probably be a really good time for them to bring in people outside the industry that might have new ideas. They've been afraid to do that kind of shit for years, dude. Dude, there are so many people out there with so many ideas that you could probably make really good and intriguing films about, but they're just too scared to take that chance. Mm-hmm. And I and I get it, but at the same time, I don't get it. You know, because there's always a possibility that someone else's ideas outside the industry might not be good. And it could flop. It might yeah. look unappealing to an audience. I, I completely get that viewpoint. Mm-hmm. But at this, but at the same time. You know, they need to look in the mirror and realize that the shit that they're doing now is not working. It's failing them more than anything else. Mm-hmm. I say take a I say take a chance on independent creators, dude. You know, oh, God. Animated. I mean, let me change the title really quickly for the last one. I'll bring them all Morbius later on. So let's say animated movie. Animated animated movies disrespect. There we go. <laughs> No, uh, see. so are, are we talking about Morbius just because Craven is coming out? Like, what's oh, no, 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 probably just gonna wrap up here in a little bit, honestly. I gotta do a ton of videos, I gotta get to moving on them. Yeah, I do too. I gotta, well, when I get off here, I gotta take a shower and then run to the store. I gotta get some groceries, and then when I come back, I got a bunch of videos to do too. I gotta yeah. get my, Opp- I gotta get my Oppenheimer and Barbie video done, and then catch up on some other reviews i didn't get a chance to do <laughs> just for lord. the sake of ha- just for the sake of having them on the channel <laughs> right good lord because the thing here is ugh, fucking hell like the studios are definitely going to have to think about something moving forward because the writer strike is well there the whole strike is in full full effect right now actually J- just from what's going on i don't think we're going to get in a lot of movies next year dude just from what's been happening. I mean, everyone's on strike. Oh, yeah. no, nobody, no, Nobody's fucking working. I mean, and even the movies that are supposed to come out next year, they're probably going to get pushed back anyway. Right? Yeah. Ugh, it's just it's one of those things where I don't know what Hollywood's going to do next year. Because this year, you have the benefit of, you know, people already filming movies. You know, you already have the aspect of, you know, movies you already did uh, film and put out and get yeah. done that's why i think the rumors are true i, I think warner brothers will end up delaying some of their movies because or a lot of studios would because it ain't gonna happen next year it ain't just warner brothers i mean there's they're already talking about delaying movies that are supposed to come out this year movies that already have set release dates they're talking about delaying i've heard people talking about you know they're talking about you know delaying dune part two which is supposed to come out on my birthday you know they're talking about delaying the marvels and even going back to Warner Brothers, they're already talking about delaying Aquaman again. 
<laughs> James James Wan is fighting them on that. Apparently, he threatened to sue Warner Brothers if they delayed the film. <laughs> I mean, he's not getting paid for that shit, dude. So, I mean, yeah, I think that was a that might might have been potentially a rumor. Let me see, James. I don't Wan. know if it's I don't know if it's confirmed. I read something about it though. Yeah, let me see. Let's see. Things to fear is seven. No, nothing about it yet. James Wan. Aquaman 2. Let's see. Aquaman 2 gets disappointing update as two major cameos cut. No, not not, not nothing from the major trades have reported that. Okay. Nothing yet. It, it, yet. It, it, it might know. Just, it, it might have just been some griefer on fucking Twitter or something. I don't know. Might have been some crazy Snyder cult fan. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yes, delay it, delay it. The universe must last a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> Because the landscape is going to be so awkward next year because you have Invincible, apparently. They're, like Amazon been really slow with that. I think Amazon has been super, super bad at pushing that uh, IP to the fullest that they can. Now, to be fair, Invincible does have a, a beginning and an end, but I think they've been too slow on really like – How long ago was know, season one? 2021, actually. Oh shit! Okay, it feels like All forever right, ago. Now, when you're looking at everything that's been happening for the last couple of years, actually, oh, that's another one they're talking about delaying. I've heard the boys season four is like on hiatus right now too, just because of this whole thing. Like, apparently, the director said he wants to release the entire thing once the strike is over. Which don't know when the fuck that's gonna happen. Yeah, it's just uh, for Invincible. They released the Adam and Eve special, um, which was so- good. I liked it. I imagine it's good. Invincible. Yeah. I'm going to do a rewatch of all the episodes of season one and then review season one. And then I'm going to do the Adam and Eve special. I'm going to watch that in tandem. Because now, since we have a new YouTube channel, technically, I can do everything in order when I franchise. I get that added benefit of that. So I'm probably going to end up binging Secret Invasion just because I haven't been keeping up episode by episode. And final episode dropped today, I think. So I might just binge the entire thing at some point this week. Also, I I think mm, it's another thing of why were they so slow on getting Invincible Season 2 ready? I, just, I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to make sure they stretch out Invincible as long as they can because well, they know it has a beginning and an end. Well, they're, they're already talking about doing like a Season 3 and a Season 4 already. I, yes. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I'd like to think maybe it has something to do with the animation because, dude, it takes forever to draw to hand draw animation. Oh yeah, like mm-hmm. like, th- like think about the time gap between you know into the Spider Verse and across the Spider Verse. It's almost almost five years. Yeah, you know. So think about the if you think about the amount of time they've taken to animate these episodes. I mean, yeah, I could see why it probably it probably take a few years. Yeah, because <laughs> I think people need to understand like animation. Whether whereas if you don't respect the material, the, the the medium or the material at all, people don't understand. It takes a lot of time to draw mm-hmm. hand drawn animation stuff. Yeah, that's probably even more harder to do than just acting. Obviously, whether whether you agree with this notion or not, CGI is a shortcut. I wholeheartedly mm-hmm. believe it is a it, it is a complete and total shortcut. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I've always said if I could make a film 
I would do everything as practically as I can just for the sake of realism. You know, I, I feel I feel like practical effects really just it enthralls an audience more. It gets them sucked into the movie more. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know, I would do everything as practically as I could, and probably the things that I know I couldn't do practically, that's mm-hmm. when I would use that's when I would use CGI or you know, just to you know, just to use it for flair. I mean, there's ways to use it, but I I'm very desensitized to movies that just rely on CGI for everything <laughs> and, and and unfortunately that's that's where we're headed which sucks <laughs> yeah i think after this whole writer strike people might be even more hesitant i don't know what the mark the landscape is going to look like after the whole barbenheimer thing where it's uh you know Mark- big opening weekend for the box office too if there's one thing i've learned after barbie dude marketing is a powerful fucking thing dude Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like holy shit. Like all the stuff that I hated about Barbie was not in the trailers. And I was one of those people that watched the trailers, got sucked in and was like, you know, that could be a very fun, wholesome, you know, family, you know, mm-hmm. time at the theater. And I walked out about maybe 35 minutes before the movie ended. I was not happy with what I saw. <laughs> I remember um just Warner Brothers putting out Barbie the same week as Oppenheimer. You know, they're just trying to take like, just that subtle jab at Nolan. And then they also delayed Oppenheimer because him and Tom Cruise were going back and forth on the whole IMAX screens. They, they yeah. want their IMAX screens. <laughs> what, oh, hold on. What, what, what is with Tom Cruise giving his opinions on movies now? Like, what's, <laughs> what's going on? This is like Oppenheimer was like the third fucking movie in a row where he came out and was like, oh, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Or, <laughs> made actual like really really great movies there's no way he went saw the flash and was like i really really like this i think he there's people in the industry who don't like shitting on other people's work what do you think is a weird good and bad thing i think it's just his way of promoting the actual like cinema experience because he has a vetted right. interest in doing that given that you know this is his actual job yeah you know that would be like me you know going to work for hollywood eventually i would have to stop making my videos just because I can't be making movies and then Joe Schmo over here, you know, finds out that I called his movie a piece of turd on the internet. He's like, hey, man, you can't be doing that. I, I get it. I definitely get it. All right, everyone. We're going to wrap this up here. I got to get a lot of videos done over the course of these two weeks. Yes, I'll say this right now. The information might be a little dated. I might be My videos might be a little late, but... As I told people before, it's not really about the timing of said videos when, as when it comes out. It's basically, you know, I'm just giving, I'd rather just wait and give my opinion on something rather than just doing a video sometimes on the day and releasing it <sighs> just because, you know, I'm not really, I don't really care about views like that enough to be doing that shit anymore. But I've learned that you, I've learned that I give uh, more better well thought out takes if I just take my time thinking about something rather than just going, oh my God. New movie is the worst thing ever. Woke, <laughs> bullshit, bad. Video's over. Goodbye. Give me money. Subscribe. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like when I finally talk about Barbie, I'm going to be channeling my inner nerd erotic, man. Oh, I Lord. Finally. Finally. Have it. The dark side. I, I don't normally talk about social identity politics when I review movies, but there's no way I can avoid it with this one. Really? Oh, yeah. Lord. 
Like, dude, if you see Barbie, I'll tell you ahead of time without spoilers. Take a shot every time they say the word patriarchy. I'm dead ass serious. Like, take a shot every time they say the word patriarchy. Guarantee you be drunk off your ass before the movie's like at the 45 minute mark. <laughs> do, do you not think they did it in a uh, clever enough way where it's supposed to be funny? Well, I sat down and I thought about it afterwards because, dude, I did go on like a pretty hate fueled rant on Facebook about it, which is very abnormal for me. Like, mm-hmm. movies have to really get under my skin for me to like rant. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought about it. I was like, it could be possible this movie is going for the going the satire angle. That is very that, that is a very very high probability. But at the same time, the movie has a very huge problem with balancing out what it's trying to tell the audience. Like it changes it changes lessons about three times throughout the entire thing, and you, I could never pinpoint what the movie was trying to say. But all the added commentary about feminism and, you know, just, you know, the patriarchy and, you know, men are, you know, oppressing women. It just, it, it finally just cracked me. I was like, okay, this, if they're, if they're trying, if they're trying to make this a parody, they're failing right now. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I, I might rewatch it when it comes out just because I did not yeah. finish it. But as of now, I just, I, I hate it. I fucking hate hate the movie, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably just gonna end up waiting digital or vod for some of these movies too. I, I don't know. Mission Impossible. I, enjoy- I did. I do actually still want to see. It's probably the thing is it's Mission Impossible gonna be out for a minute. It's it, Tom Cruise movies don't leave theaters for a bit. So I is it for time to watching that. Is it making money? I heard somebody say it was bombing. Uh, it actually had the biggest drop in the franchise since Mission Impossible Two. Honestly, oh really? Yeah, but that the thing here is that there it's the it's the big blockbuster tentpole competition thing. People see yeah. one new movie one week, and then that one passes, and then if two new bigger ones come out, then it's like, well, right. there's no reason yeah, to the- take out your one. I just saw your movie, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, the big three right now are Mission Impossible, Oppenheimer, and Barbie. So that's three different movies that, you know, the average audience member is going to have to choose from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. The, they'll watch one, and the other two movies are not going to get, you know, those ticket sales as a result. So. Or, yeah, because that's been a problem, too, of, like, releasing too many big blockbuster, big blockbuster tent pools and then people going, like, won't they just galvanize each other? Won't they just take money away from each other? Yeah. I mean, even so, I don't know people are praising Barbie and stuff like that, but... Barbie did take away from Oppenheimer. That did that is what happened, honestly. Like that is gonna happen. No matter what if people like said movies, if two of them come out, people are gonna pick one or the other. It's just gonna and it'll show in the numbers. I don't know if people keep mentioning this other random dumb horseshit. Like, oh, they respect each other. People won't do that. Yeah, people yeah. will do that. We know they'll do that because the numbers show they picked which well, one they chose to watch more. Well, it's not just adult tickets. You got to account for kids' tickets too. I mean, what, the average parent is not going to take their kid to see a three-hour movie about Oppenheimer sulking about how he created the atomic bomb. They're going to take them to see Barbie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, we'll see you guys with this show um, potentially Thursday or Friday. No, probably hey. Friday. We might be. Like, yeah, we'll probably have another episode of the show on Friday, actually. Hit me up. I might I might be willing to jump in for that as well. For Friday? 
Yeah, like, dude, I don't. I literally, I don't have to go back to work until yeah. Tuesday. So I so, have, I have. Yeah, we'll, we'll Thursday, probably yeah. we'll probably do uh yeah we'll probably do another show we'll show Friday and we obviously have the main show on Saturday too. So you know we have that going for us and yeah we have the a lot of great content coming up for you guys. I uh, gotta do a lot of videos and make sure you understand this. Some stuff you've probably heard about that I haven't talked about yet is gonna be late. Um, but I'm. I am banking on the fact that I'm going to give you such a well thought out take my opinion on this stuff that it doesn't matter if, if, if shit's late. Honestly, what I've learned in when doing this is just if the people like you as a person or as a content creator or whatever, they'll, they'll just watch your video no matter what. Yeah. Like, they'll stick around. I've learned you don't always got to just be putting out your opinion on this stuff instantly. It just Dude, only matters is do you make a it, good video surrounding talking about the topic itself? Dude, it took me two months to finally talk about John Wick Chapter 4. And when I finally got that review out, it somehow managed to be one of the more highest viewed videos on my channel. Two months later, after it came out. Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, so like I always say, guys, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So don't feel yeah. rushed to put out any videos, because back in the day, I felt that way. I was like, I, mean, I got to get this out right now, otherwise it's not going to be good enough or valuable later on. It's like, no, just do it whenever you can. I still haven't talked about Insidious yet. I still haven't talked about Dial of Destiny. I still haven't talked about uh, Elemental. So I'm mm -hmm. I'm behind on some shit too. You know, like you said, it's not a race; it's a marathon. So, hmm. I can get used to seeing my boy Nate on stream more often. No, you can't, because he's white and we can't have him. I'm in control now. <laughs> I can finally make sure the white people don't show up as much. It's it's like finally in the in the palm of my hand. Oh, you're you you're 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 oppressing the men like the Barbies are. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 even people that you would kind of maybe expect to not like the Barbie movie ended up enjoying it. That's what I told people. I, I wouldn't identify people with liking certain types of movies because movies are such a mixed bag with people depending on how they watch them. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't just go, hey, I'm going to like all the shark movies because I obviously don't. I think some of them are some of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. I just don't just like all the shark movies, you know? Well, get on Tubi. There's a lot of shit shark movies on there for you. And I might have already, <laughs> already watched them all. Oh, no. Oh, this no. <laughs> is Exorcist Shark one of your favorite movies of all time in this case? Definitely not because I have not watched <laughs> that steaming pile of horse shit. Oh, I watched Sand Shark. Ghost. I watched probably all of, all the other real real trash ones. Like you watched you watched Avalanche Shark. <laughs> I did. I did, and I don't know why I did. Oh God. Ugh. I need. I probably need to rewatch the Meg before the Meg Two comes out. Uh. Oh yeah, there was a sharks in the corn. Shark. There was sharks of the corn. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. I, it wasn't it was a children of the corn it was sharks of the corn <laughs> so i watched the movie yeah i just saw the the because i, I like the type, type of shark movies for x year and that came up for like 2022 there's right. one called planet of the sharks oh my god it's just oh my god. cocaine there's, shark there's like shark asylum or some shit sharktopus sharkosaurus <laughs> oh, oh god. my god just also I saw Crazy. the giant. I saw the giant tentacles in the fucking Meg Two trailer. Does that mean we're gonna get Sharktopus? Sharktopus is gonna show up. Hey, I can't wait for the Meg. I am super interested in checking that movie out. 
I'm not saying it's going to be good, but, you know. I will give Jason Statham this. That fucker is making whatever the hell he wants, and he does not give a shit what anybody thinks. What it's is like a, this? It, it's like every time they play that trailer for the uh, the Expendables 4, I'm just like, damn, like, Jason, you didn't need to be in this, man. <laughs> I don't even know why Megan Fox is in there. I'm just like, good God. <laughs> yeah, people are talking about the whole UFO thing that KDOT is talking about. I mean, the government ha- has the government is a little bit more in the know of a lot of things than you guys like to, you know, assume they don't. Dude, have. I wouldn't. I, I I wouldn't trust my government as much as I, as far as I could throw them. Doesn't matter if they're Democrat or Republican. I still don't fucking trust them. <laughs> Those rich white assholes don't care about us. Okay. Yes, they do. They care about you more than the black people do. Oh, Lord. I don't, I don't believe in that white privilege crap. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you later. And I'll be having more League streams and uh, Master Duel streams. Uh, we'll have another episode of this show on Friday, hopefully. Mo- most likely so. And Saturday for our main show. And then on Sunday, the Cloud9 podcast and another Iron Man podcast. Also, throughout the week, mixed in with um, it's going to be Lennon and Jimmy's birthday party this week. So we'll have that as a celebration, too. So. You know, lots of amazing content coming out this week. And thank you guys for watching and we'll see you guys later. Goodbye, everyone.